You're listening to the Embrace Simplified Podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. This is our first episode of 2022. And ah, I'm so excited for this year. I'm so excited for the content and the guests that are coming in 2022. So thank you guys for being here. And this would be where we insert the exciting sound effects of champagne popping and sparklers going off. (laughs) Happy, happy new year to you all. I can't wait for you guys to have a super intentional and impactful 2022. And if I can be in some way a tiny part of that, I am, I'm here for it. So today we are talking with the beautiful Sabrina Greer. She is my publisher and she's a CEO of YGT Media Company. She is a mentor for best-selling authors and she is a joy to work with. And I can't wait for you guys to listen in on our conversation. Sabrina is lovingly known as the book doula. She has, I want to say like, a dozen best-selling books that she's helped to publish. She is an author herself. She is, again, founded this company, which is a boutique blended publishing house. And then she's going to talk to us about what that means. She has turned hundreds of aspiring writers into best-selling authors, and she has a very collaborative and educational approach. She's very transparent. Anyone who has worked with Sabrina knows she just like gives it to you straight. She understands how all the back-end systems of making and selling books work. And she also is online sharing the coolest stuff about her farmstead and about being a mom. She has three sons and four fur babies and a ton of goats. (laughs) Her background includes a degree in developmental psychology and a postgraduate diploma in early childhood education. She also spent two decades as an international model, and she has a book coming out in 2022 where she's going to, you know, tell us all the juicy details of that experience. And she also has a ton of experience in food and beverage and events and the entrepreneurial world. And I can't wait for us to dig into this conversation. We are going to pull apart what all this BS means about new year, new you. We're going to talk about all the right turns in her career journey, which you know I love. And we're going to talk about the new book, my new book coming in May 2022, which Sabrina is also an author in, and that is Whisper. All right, guys, enjoy this one. Guys, I want to welcome to the podcast Sabrina Greer from YGT Mama, YGT Media, actually, isn't it? It is now. I can explain that transition if you want. (laughs) 
Right. Okay. So Sabrina is my publisher, which sounds so fancy to say, but tell us about YGT Media and all the things that you do. I would love to know just because I don't know that everyone listening is going to know who you are and what you do. And so start, start us off that way, please. Absolutely. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I am a mom of three who, you know, has had many different careers in multiple different industries. It kind of looked like a windy road my whole life (laughs) because it was all over the place, but I was always drawn to entrepreneurship. I I love being an entrepreneur. I love being my own boss. I love the idea of time freedom and financial freedom. It doesn't come immediately with entrepreneurship as any entrepreneur would be able to uh, attest to. But I always had this love for books as well. So it kind it didn't happen the way you'd think it would happen. It wasn't like, you know, my guidance counselor in high school said, Sabrina, one day you're going to be a publisher. I didn't even know what that was, to be completely honest. I didn't know anything about the industry. All I knew is I liked books. I liked to write. I told my now husband, you know, nine years, almost 10 years ago when we met that I would write a book one day. One day. That wasn't that long ago, right? So... <laughs> That's sort of how it started. I co-authored in a book with another publisher. We had what I'm going to call creative differences. And I journeyed into publishing my own books. That was the goal. It was, I'm going to start an LLC or, you know, a sole proprietorship or a corporation or something so that it can be a legit business. And I'm only going to publish my own books. I'm going to be a writer and I'm just going to keep going. So my first book that I published was a co-authored book called You've Got This Mama, which soon after became a five-part series. And so I had a 100 authors with me on this journey. And of course, being creatives and incredible human beings, a lot of these women, it was all women in this book because it was called You've Got This Mama. So it was a lot of, you know, obviously all moms. And, you know, they started coming to me saying, hey, Sabrina, I have a children's book in me. Can you help me? Hey, Sabrina, I have a memoir in me. Can you help me publish it? And that's sort of how it evolved. So it was called You've Got This Mama Media. And we were only publishing moms at the time. And then I started to get questions from people who weren't moms and questions from people who weren't women. And I started getting inquiries from humans. And I wanted to be more inclusive. So we we still kept the YGT because I love the, the idea of You've Got This because a lot of people don't think they do when it comes to writing and mm-hmm. comes to, you know, publishing a book. They're like, ooh, not for me. I'm not cool like that or fancy like that, as you, as you said at the beginning, right? Everyone, in my opinion, in my belief, everyone has a story in them and everyone is worthy of telling their story. So that was the gap in the industry that I wanted to fill. I want, so we're a boutique blended publishing house, which I will explain in a second exactly what that means. And we support mission-driven humans or purpose-driven humans in pursuit of birthing their brain baby. So I know that that's a mouthful, but I've been labeled and coined as the book doula. And I, I really, I do compare it to childbirth. So the process of writing a book is very similar to writing or to giving birth to a child. And I have three of them, so I, I can promise you it is. And in the what I mean by that is it's something that you should not do alone. You need support in a lot of different areas and writing can feel very lonely and isolating if you don't have a support team behind you. You know, you need experts, you know, whether it's doctors or doulas or midwives or whatever you would do for your childbirth, you need the same for your book or the birth of your brain baby because your eyeballs alone, not enough. 
So that's why we created YGT Media. It was really out of a necessary gap in the industry because publishing was not accessible. It was, you know, traditional mm-hmm. publishing, not accessible at all, extremely difficult to, you know, get with a traditional publisher, a lot of intellectual property rights issues come along with that. You know, it's still very, I don't know what the word I want to use is to be sensitive, but it's still, it's still a very much male dominated industry. And there's not a lot of opportunity for women, not a lot of equal opportunity, let's say. And so I wanted to create a space that was inclusive. And then of course there's self-publishing, but self-publishing, I mean, it's a, it's a rabbit hole of unknowns and it's very overwhelming for people. So I wanted to take the best of both worlds. And that's why we coined the term blended publishing. So we take the best of traditional publishing, which is, you know, traditional distribution. We're available at 39,000 retailers across the globe, all of our books, and we do all the heavy lifting. So there's no, we want it to feel like a really easy and joyful and accessible experience for people to be able to share their story and write their book. So it's not really a nutshell, but there you go. <laughs> that's the no, story. Great. <laughs> I remember one of the first conversations we had, you told me some of the stats for people that are self-publishing and I, it was mind blowing. I was like, there was absolutely this need for something in the middle. So I love that it's boutique blended sounds like a perfect description, but (laughs) yeah, the statistics are staggering. It's, it's depressing really. It's like less than 200 books in their entire career. Most self-published authors. And I mean, it's not about wow. book sales, really. If any author knows, even even the big ones, even the, you know, fancy ones, <laughs> the famous ones, it's not about book sales. We don't write books to sell books. We write books to make an impact. We write books to create social change. And we write books to for credibility for our careers, for thought leadership. It usually comes with, you know, look at Brene Brown, for example, one of my favorites. She just launched her new book, by the way. So it's incredible. But, you know, she she does talks and, you know, huge public speaking events and, you know, coaching. And, and that's if you're if you're looking to make money from your book, that's how you do it. You do it by creating a thought leadership, creating a business out of it, making it your value system that you're writing about and and selling that, selling yourself as an author. I, I totally agree. I In the last year, we've been working on this book that comes out in 2021. And Sabrina's actually written in this book yeah. as well. So I'm so excited for that. And somebody was asking me that question, like, so you make a lot of money from these? <laughs> like, no, but it's kind of like, a new format, super personalized business card in a way, yeah. right? Where you're like really getting like to know what it would be like to be coached by me, but also to have like really got an understanding of how and, you know, how much development I've done or what my background experiences and my j- journey as a mom or in my career, that's all laid out for you in my writing. So yeah, I absolutely see how it can lead to other things. There's so many logistics that people don't see behind the scenes, which when you say doula, I smile because I'm like, there was so much going on that I did not know about that only my doula knew about (laughs) in my birth. So like, or like in Stella's birth. So I get it because there's so many things going on behind the scenes. And then you are putting out bestseller after bestseller in so many different categories, everything from like a children's book to like a really well-known author to a co-authored book. So there's, you've got like a formula that's working, which I have seen firsthand. So 
Amazing. Okay. So I want to, so people that are following you, if they start following you online, which they should, and all the links are going to be in the show notes, you're going to see that Sabrina has this beautiful blended day to her entrepreneurial life. And it will include everything from riding her Peloton in the morning to walking through the forest with goats to, you know, 14 phone calls with different authors and, you know, all the things and obviously leading a beautiful team of people too. So tell us what you did before, before. I'd love to know like how you see, you know, how like when we had a career that was quite different than what we're doing and then somehow they kind of like everything makes sense. Like all the things we learned before are somehow used now. Like I want to hear that story from you. Oh boy. <laughs> that's a, that's a full episode on its own. That's actually my book. So my solo book comes out in September. Which oh is my god, very I had no idea. That's awesome. And it really is. It's like a memoir meets sort of, you know, personal development, self-help, because before, before I started my career at 13 years old as a fashion model and I traveled the world and I lived in, you know, 12 countries. I traveled to over 30 countries and you know, stayed my stay in those places. Of course, there is crazy things, you know, from living on a yacht with a prince to, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. I won't give away all the goods for my book. I'll just tell all book. Are we going to get the details? It is a tell all book. It is a tell all book, you know, very vulnerable for me, but it's also, I think, very exciting for other people, especially in the, the time we're living in right now where everyone's obsessed with reality TV and, you know, maybe they'll make a movie out of my book. Who knows? It's pretty crazy. But that's where I started. I started as a fashion model doing mostly catalog work and traveling. You know, I lived in South Africa for six years. That was my, my main hub other than Toronto, Canada, where, you know, I've spent most of my life and it was, it was an incredible experience. But through that, there's a shelf life on modeling. And unfortunately, it's a very short one because at 23 years old, I was told I was too old to model anymore. So of course, now you see these like beautiful, mature women and bodies of all shapes and sizes. When I was modeling, it was very different. This was like before cell phones and social media. It was like the Kate Moss days where everyone was like waif thin and, you know, they weighed you at castings and go sees to make sure that you weren't overweight. And it, you know, so a lot of my book talks about the, the mental pressure of having to go through those kind of experiences you know, eating disorders, like being mentored into eating Kleenex, you know, the kind you blow your nose with. That was our breakfast because it expands in your stomach and takes up space. So you don't actually eat food. Yeah. Real story. True story. (laughs) Yeah. And these are, you know, I'm a 15 year old young woman and these are people who are, are meant to be my caregivers and mentors, you know, promoting this. So Really interesting stuff. So when my my time was up at the ripe age of 23 years old, I went back to university as a mature student and I paid my way through school and I did developmental psychology and early childhood education because I wanted to be a teacher and a child psychologist. So interestingly, I didn't end up in that field at all. <laughs> I got all my my degree and my certifications and you know, part of the the college and all the things I was supposed to do. And then I landed a job as an event planner and I started working in corporate, event, corporate events and beverage alcohol as a 
beverage manager. And essentially what that looked like was traveling the world again. So traveling was my jam. I was always drawn to it. I always, you know, I was fearless. I never wanted to stay put. I always wanted to go, you know, explore everything. I was that kind of person who was like, oh, I'm going to go here. And somebody, my agency would call me and say, hey, do you want to go to Germany tomorrow? And I'd be like, yeah, no thoughts, no anything. I was always very spontaneous. So this job felt really good at first. And then, of course, you know, beverage alcohol also has a shelf life. So when I got pregnant with my my little guy, you know, it, it didn't really feel like the right career anymore. So I started working for a network marketing company and I absolutely loved it. And that was my that was my sort of introduction to personal development. And that's when I recognized that I always knew I wanted to write a book. But that's when I recognized I wanted to work in the nonfiction space and write personal development books and empowerment books. And that was it. So I always knew I wanted to share my story because there's so many crazy pieces of it. You know, growing up the only biological child with 65 siblings in a foster home and, you know, lots of pieces of my life that people don't even know about that will all be in my book. But that's really when I recognized I didn't just want to write my story. I wanted to write my story to empower and inspire and educate and motivate other humans. So that's how I sort of got into the publishing world. So yeah, it's all connected. The psychology piece helps me a lot in my, in my day to day job now. You know, obviously the education, early childhood education piece helps me in my parenting sort of, <laughs> you know, nobody's perfect. It's, it's easier to help other families than it is your own. And I'm sure anyone can agree with that. It's always harder when it's your own people. But yeah, it all sort of ties together. But was it a straight line uphill or downhill? Absolutely not. It was a very choppy, very disconnected journey that, you know, if I hadn't just sort of leaned into it and trusted the process, it it could look very different now. So I'm a very strong advocate for self-trust. And I just followed my my intuition the whole way through and ended up here. And yeah, now here looks like a 70-acre farm in a magical forest with goats and chickens and my golden retrievers and my three kids. And, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. I love that. I love the story. And I love the goats. The goats are like, they just, I don't know, they just put a smile on my face. I'm scrolling through Instagram and everyone's like telling me what to buy or read or whatever and then boom there's a goat (laughs) they are high entertainment quality for sure (laughs) okay so so this episode is coming out at the beginning of the year and there is so much that has changed obviously for people and i i'm starting to see this like fog i guess lifting from people and there's like really kind of i feel like more people are admitting that they're isn't a going back mm. for them that they might have initially held very tightly to. And so that then brings up career changes and moving or like lifestyle changes and what didn't work for us and what did. When you combined all of that, like two years of chaos to like a new year and maybe some hope and maybe some fog lifting, I feel like we're in for an exciting one. I would love your insights on what like what all of this new year, new you stuff means to you. Yes, absolutely. So 
I, I love newness. I'm, I'm a constant proponent for change always. Like, but I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm going to wait till the new year. I'm like a start now kind of gal, right? So it's, if I want something, I, I get into messy action immediately. So there's no waiting, but I do understand the value of the newness of the new year. But I've never, like, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I never have. I'm more into intentions. So like setting intentions. I don't even like the word goals because I feel like goal can set you up for, you know, disappointment or, you know, self, self failure, right? Where you like put failure on you. So what I usually do is I'll set intentions. I always talk about my, my goals as an inner guidance, like a GPS system where you set the coordinates. And then you just start to see what happens. Like if you get lost, sweet, right? Because like getting lost along the way is part of the journey. And we all know like it's about the journey, not the destination. But really set the coordinates so you at least have something to visualize, something to work towards, something that you know is on your heart and in your soul. But don't be so hard on yourself if you don't get there in the time that you thought you would or, you know, the time that you wished you would. Let it go. Let it be messy. Cause I can tell you right now, if I just set those coordinates and kept going like gangbusters towards them and didn't allow myself to, you know, accidentally fall into a totally different career after school or, you know, keep going in these different directions and trying these new things. You know, I never let fear get in the way. Of course, running a publishing house is terrifying. It's, it's hard. There's so many unknowns, but I just sort of leaned into it always and kept going. And if you do that, You'll know what serves you. You'll know what doesn't. Like two years ago, I was designing websites for our authors. I was business coaching. I was life coaching. I was trying to get media spots. I was working with different media coaches. Like it's very different now than where it was. But if I hadn't have tried those things and experimented with them, I wouldn't know what I like and what I don't like. I wouldn't know what serves me and what doesn't serve me. But if I had have just been like, tunnel vision on the coordinates instead of allowing myself to get lost along the way, then I wouldn't be here now. So that's sort of my advice in a roundabout way. Don't don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself grace and space and allow yourself to to get lost along the way and see go the scene. I love that. It's true. It's like you can have the goal, like the coordinates you said, but how you get there is what you kind of need to let go of or surrender a little bit and trust because the how can be on a totally different timeline than you might imagine or yeah it just unfolds differently than you think it might and if you're thinking like oh come the new year like my i'm gonna get healthy or i'm gonna start an exercise program or and i'm just gonna like eat my way through the holidays and then start in the new year start now and just treat yourself you know like allow yourself to have a piece of cake or you know a turkey dinner or whatever it is that you indulge in over the holidays don't limit yourself to to that, right? To be like, oh, day January 1st, I'm going to start. And then it becomes what? January 3rd after the weekend. And then it becomes, oh, next week and then next week and then next month. And then guess what? Next year again. Like start now because limiting yourself by putting a date on things, like you don't know where you're going to be in a month. You don't know what could change in one month, right? Especially Mm -hmm. one year. So I'm a strong believer in that too. So this whole new you, new year, new you, new whatever, it's, I, I find it a little bit of almost a sales technique in a way, you know, for like, it's exercise a bit performative too, right? Yeah. Because like, and I know in the past, I guarantee if we were to go back a few years, there is like a performative cursey who was like, new year, new you. And it makes me laugh now because yeah, I feel like 
those were probably my hardest times. And so I was like trying to make up for it, like look like I was more put together, more organized, more goal oriented, but I really was like drowning inside. So there's something very performative about it for me. Mm -hmm. But I love what you said about just starting now, especially with health stuff, because it does come up a lot. It kind of is like, I kind of like to drop offline in the new year, just because it's so heavy into health goals that it's, it's almost like, I don't know, somehow deflating for me. But I think where I've come to now is like anything, even small, needs to be celebrated. So like if I have less guilt and I enjoy more of the things I love at the holidays, that's a win. Like I'm not torturing myself mentally over like choices or if I'm like getting on my, like I have a new rower, if I'm getting on the rower, like really consistently, great. But (laughs) I'm like this older version of me was like, I'm going to do it every single day for 45 minutes, 30 days for 40. Like it was very performative. Whereas now I'm like, Okay. Like I think I did every day this week, but like a couple of days was 15 minutes. And it's like, that's okay, Kirsty. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I mean by setting intentions versus like rigid goals. It's like, instead of saying, I'm going to do two hours of cardio every day and only eat baked chicken breast or whatever, you know, say my intention is to live a healthier life. Maybe I'm going to cut back on some things that don't make me feel good, like sugar or whatever it is. Right. And, and these are intentions. It's, it's flexible. It's not rigid, right? And it, it feels manageable and doable. Whereas like all of a sudden going from maybe nothing or very little to like two hours of cardio a day and only eating, you know, vegetables or whatever it is. There's so many bad diets that it's insane. It's hard to keep up with. But I just feel like that is a better, and that's with everything, right? It's the same. If you're, if yeah. you're, if your intention is to write a book in 2022, don't be like, I have to write X amount of words a day and it has to be chapter one is done in in January and chapter two is it's like, just start writing and see where it goes, right? Give yourself the, the space to make that a priority in your life, you know, because it, it all boils down to priorities. What are your priorities? If you can make time mm-hmm. to binge watch Netflix shows, you can make time to exercise. You can make time to write. You can make time to do things that feel good for you. It's really just, it's, it's making it a priority and that's a decision, right? So maybe your intention yes. for the new year can be to make decisions that better serve you. <laughs> that's a good one. No, you think you're right. And actually when it, anything is like rules, I love that you, that you called out the writing because I have had those moments where I'm like, should I commit to writing a certain amount? And then I'm like, this never is going to work for me. Whenever there's a rule or a very rigid goal, I tend like that rebel in me comes mm. out and I like do complete opposite or like just yeah i just i don't know there's a there's a a strong rebel that was like quieted for so long (laughs) she like tends to like pop out uh whenever i make things too too rigid so i love that that's like a really good call out okay so in 2022 you're obviously going to be i'm sure i didn't even know you had your own book coming out but you are going to have so many other authors that you're supporting and just helping people bring their story and their their voice and their message and all that kind of thing. What can we look forward to? Is there ways that we can work with you or things that we should sort of like keep an eye out for? Absolutely. Well, for publishing, we're now booking into fall of 2023, which is insane. So we're all booked up for next year, which is amazing. That means we're supporting 20 humans in birthing their book babies next year. Well, 20 solo authors. And then we also have two 
co-author books next year, including Whisper, which is your co-author book. So in total, that'll be 60 authors that we, more than 60 authors, more like 70 authors that we end up supporting through the year, which is incredible. I also run a program called the Author Generator Society. And this program was birthed very much out of necessity as well, because I listen, right? I'm a, I'm a listener. I'm an intuitive listener. So when somebody says something, I go, Oh, and I perk up. I go, wait, what does this mean? And how can I support this? And how can I, you know, and is this something like, I don't know if anyone follows human design or if you ever talk about human design or show, but I'm a generator. So like, I really very much go by what lights me up. And I know immediately if it's a yes or a no, and it's either like a hell yes or a gone, right? So it's, it's very, cut and dry. It's not like, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll think about that. It's like, yep, in. And that's how I was with Author Generator Society. So it came from a necessity that my authors were saying, I feel lonely in the process. You know, it's great having the support of the team, the editorial team and all of you, but we're a small but mighty publishing house, right? Like we're six staff strong with, you know, a handful of subcontractors that that come in and support us on specific projects. But we're small. We're mighty, but we're small. So we can't support that many authors as much as we'd like to all the time. So I created this container. It's essentially a mastermind style container for emerging authors. And every other week we have co-writing calls where we actually black out our screen, mute our microphone, and we write. And what's been really beneficial in that is that people who are busy, maybe they're entrepreneurs, mom of three you know, soccer practice, this, that, dance, all the things, it really, your book often gets pushed to the back burner because of how busy we all are. So this gives you, it gives people permission to say, I have a meeting, family, partner, whomever they're, they're needing to get permission from to do things for themselves. It gives them that space to be able to say, I have a two hour meeting. I'm booked. Don't bother me. And they actually get to write during that time. And it's such a productive thing. Most of our authors, you know, they come off of the the call and they say, I just wrote 3,000 words. I just wrote 4,000 words. Wow. In, in two hours. So it's pretty amazing. And then every other week, parallel to that, we have a guest mentor come in that's an expert in the publishing writing space. So editors, marketing people. Actually, we, we have some very diverse ones too. We had someone come in and talk about like Enneagram for creativity and for writing and how to like leverage your personality type. and we had human design people come in. So it's very diverse. I have a really amazing network of people. So I, I'm able to tap into them and, and bring them into our space. And anyone who joins, it's, it's a very evergreen system. So there's modules that set up like a course. You can take the modules as you want. You start where you're at. So if you're, if you haven't even started, you just think I have a book in me and I don't know what it looks like yet. There's a whole ideation module that's like, Here's how to tap into some ideas. Here's how to get here. And then the next one is like getting started. So actually get going. So you can skip all that if you're already there. Then we have all of the guest mentors recorded, lifetime access. So it's just a really powerful container, supportive, like-minded individuals. And it's also very educational and informative too. So there's tons of resources if you're thinking about writing your book. So come January, we're, we're doing open enrollment, which means there's no more cohorts, which is how we ran it for the past year. It just means you can enter and hang out forever. Anytime you join, you could, you join for life and it becomes your, your posse, your community of writers. And the coolest part is, is now 
the people who have written their book in the first cohort are now publishing their book and launching their book and coming in as guest mentors in the space. So it's a really beautiful cycle to to watch. Oh, I love that. I think that makes so much sense. I didn't know that that was part of the program was that you were actually doing writing, but I noticed in my in some programs I was working in this year that a lot of times the women would stay late for a longer meditation or they would just be like, oh, this was the best session. And it was like really just a series of like questions for them to reflect on and write in their journal. But they were like, this is my self-care time. This meeting yeah. is when I connect with other women. I write in my journal and I meditate. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> if this is your protected time to do that, then yeah, sure. We can stay late. We can do yeah. a longer meditation. Like, absolutely. I love oh, that's that. That's incredible. And especially right now, right? Coming, like you said, the fog is just starting to lift, but like we're deprived of human connection. And when you're writing your book, it is a very lonely process. And if you don't have human interaction and connection, it can, it can just feel very debilitating. So I, it was really a need that I, I saw very, like it was a gap the size of the Grand Canyon that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do something about this. And that's how it was born. And I, I, it's just such a magical space. Everyone who talks about it calls it magical. So I, I think I'm doing something right. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Well, it's funny because somebody told me, Tanya, actually, but somebody told me that I should write my story as if it was fiction. And like, embellish or don't embellish or whatever, but just like, because I'm so like, oh, I could never share that. Oh, I could never share that all the time. She's like, I want you to just write it like you're writing like a, like a Hallmark movie, <laughs> but like a way more racier <laughs> Hallmark movie. It's like, just get it out and just write it. Like give the characters different names, like just make it so that it feels comfortable to get the story out. Mm -hmm. Maybe you never publish it. Maybe you do, but it's like if somebody gave me a beautiful canvas and a bunch of like abstract paints and was like, Kirsty, you have an hour to yourself, go paint. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh. <laughs> and like, that's what it's become with this. So I like this author generator society. Is that what you called it? Yeah. Author generators. Yeah. I can see how having that block time to write would just keep me so accountable, but also yeah. just surround me with the right people that are like, Come on, Kirsty. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's accountability and a bunch of cheerleaders that are in your space, right? We all know, like, we look for support in places where we might not get it. And that's not on the people that we look for it from, like our parents or our partners or, you know, it's like, I forget who said it, but sometimes like, you know, you don't ask your electrician to design your website. Like, you just don't ask for help from somebody who doesn't get it, right? So being in a space full of emerging authors who are all in the same boat, maybe some of them have been there and they're writing their second book, or maybe some of them are actual editors or professionals in the space. It's just so nice to be held accountable by people who actually are in that space, right? So it's it's a very magical <laughs> container. It really is. It's really powerful. I love that. The other place that I'm going to make sure is in the show notes. I'm going to link... There is this really beautiful group on Facebook is where it is, but it's a celebration pod. So anytime any of your authors have a book coming out, if they have like lives or readings or whatever, it's always in that one group. So we'll make sure they can link to that too. Yeah, so for sure. You can see all the books because they're available in different places and on Amazon and things like that. But 
when the new books are coming. And Sabrina works with really beautiful humans. You're going to want to know about the books that are coming out in 2022. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. Exciting stuff. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I just love working with you and I really appreciate you being here today. Well, thanks for having me. Hey guys, before I let you go today, I thought because this episode is with me and Sabrina and we are two of the total 16 authors that are bringing this beautiful collection of stories together. The book comes out in May. It's called Whisper and this is my second co-authored book. And I thought I would give you guys a little sneak peek, a small reading to give you a taste of what you're in for with this beautiful book. So I am going to share with you guys the intro to section one of this book. Have you considered how big moments in your life create your before and after? Each woman has a life or version of themselves that they leave behind as they step into their after. You do not need to have left your career or marriage or city to feel seen in the pages of Whisper. Becoming an adult, relationships ending, starting our career, family changes, motherhood, new careers, divorce, death, illness, burnout, moving cities, retirement. Each of us have moments in our lives that create a before and after and with it a loss of self. Loss of a version of ourselves that we once felt comfortable in. A version that is now thrown into newness, whether we want it or not. Some moments are complex earthquakes. They leave us shattered and broken open in ways that we have never experienced, and they illuminate parts of ourselves that we are forever changed from seeing. Some are more simple, subtle, beautiful shifts, but they are still significant in our unique path. The women in Whisper each had their own unique stories of loss and seasons where everything changed. Some made big moves across countries or to small towns. Some left communities that they'd always known. Some wandered away from pain without a clear path, while others intentionally downsized, bought RVs, or jumped at new jobs and took off on unexpected adventures. No situation, change, or transformation was the same. And what they went through was very different. But how they navigated the new experiences was very similar. They bravely navigated the dualities so common in our life experiences where we can feel so many different emotions at once. Joy and loss, eager and scared, grounded and guarded. They leaned into alignment and took the often challenging road of learning to listen to their intuition. Guys, I can't wait for this book to come in May. I cannot wait for you all to jump in on pre-sales in the new year. Send me a message if you're going to be at the front of that line. And thank you guys again for your ongoing support as I venture into this new career as an author. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. 
Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. <laughs>